0: Dear friends, in the name of him who outshines all things brighter than the sun through our window, brighter than the brightest light in your life right now, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, King of kings and Lord of lords. The words for our consideration come to us in 2 Kings chapter 2, the taking up of Elijah. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah was traveling with Elisha from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha says, said, As surely as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord is taking your master away from you? Then he said, Yes, I know. Be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, because the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As surely as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. Then the sons of the prophets who were in Jericho approached Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord is taking your master away from you? He said, Yes, I know. Be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, because the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As surely as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Then 50 men from the sons of the prophets came and stood and watched them from a distance, while the two of them were standing at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, folded it together, and struck the water. The water divided to the right and to the left and the two of them crossed on dry land. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, ask for me whatever I can do for you before I am taken from you. Then Elisha said, let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. He said, you have asked for a difficult thing. If you see me being taken from you, it will surely be yours. But if not, then it will not. While they were walking and talking, suddenly, A chariot of fire and horses of fire came and separated them. So Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha was watching and crying out, My father, my father, Israel's chariot and its charioteers. Then he did not see him anymore. He grabbed his clothing and he ripped it into two pieces. Dear friends in Christ, leaders, rise and fall. Strongholds, maybe your own charioteer in your life, mentors, you see this all over the place. Who would have thought that the Detroit Lions would ever, ever make it to the NFC Championship, almost to the Super Bowl? And who would have thought the New England Patriots would have had the year that they did being an abysmal four and 13, I think was their record. Famous coaches retire and become sports analysts. A king ascends to the throne and gets sick and makes people think, well, maybe, maybe we're getting pretty close to another king ascending the throne pretty quickly after him. A mayor retires after almost three decades of serving a city like Carmel for a new leader to step up. Mothers and grandmothers and husbands are taken from us, brought into heaven. Teachers decide to step down and take care of a family for a while. People who our bastions and influencers, and not the social media kind, but the substantial kind who are in our lives, whom God has given to us, and then all too soon they go away. And we were prepared to say, As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you, but it doesn't matter because all good things must come to an end as maybe our fathers or our mothers taught us as we as we grew up and complained about leaving the playground at recess or or play date or whatever it was and there must come someone new that of course was the case between elijah and elisha it had been a few chapters a few years Since Elijah, whose name means God, my God, is Lord. Might remind you of Thomas when he got to put his hands in Jesus' wounds, my Lord and my God. And his successor, he had thrown his mantle, his cloak, over the shoulders of his successor while he plowed with a whole bunch of oxen, Elisha, whose name means my God is salvation. Beautiful names. And then who cut up his oxen and had a whole barbecue before he followed Elijah and watched all these miraculous things that God was doing at this time and was able to study as a disciple under this great prophet Elijah. Things were giving way. It was time for the fire, for the chariot, for the glory of God And what would be that glory of God for Elisha? It would be that although there would now be a different leader, a different pastor for Israel, a different spiritual defender, protector, and small s savior of that people to guard them from the Baals, to guard them from all the things of this life that would drag them away from the one true God, it would still be the same true God of faithful love guiding them into the future different leader, same faithful God, same Lord of glory. He prepares the believer for a challenge and for change, and he translates the faithful to victory. Now, it's no doubt that when we approach our text, there are certain assumptions made. For one, Elisha knows what's going to happen. There's no doubt about that, that the Lord is going to take Elijah. There also seems to be plenty of doubt in Elijah, Elijah's mind that anyone knows that God is taking him up into heaven. He has the revelation. Elijah has the revelation. Even the sons of the prophets, which is really more what we might consider ministerial training. They had these. They had these seminaries since the time of Samuel, almost 200 years prior. They had a place where they were studying and learning about the true God, the Lord. And there were 50 of them, apparently, who got to follow along and see what was going to happen. But Elijah didn't necessarily know that and Elisha didn't necessarily know that as the Lord just gave them one step at a time. Okay, now you're going from Gilgal to Bethel. Now you're going from Bethel to Jericho where this other school of prophets is. And now you're gonna go to the Jordan. And then who knows, things might happen. Well, I know I'm the Lord. I'm telling you where to go. In our day, it would be kind of like Elijah and Elisha would have gone to New Ulm, Minnesota to our college of ministry there and strengthen them before Elijah's going away. And then they'd go to Mequon, Wisconsin, and strengthen the seminarians there, and then maybe to Lake Michigan or something. That's a very Wells take on this. That's not what happened, but it might help us relate and, and get a sense of what was going on before there was a new president of the synod. It was going to be Elisha. So all these people, they were, they were ready for Elijah's taking. But because they loved each other, none of them could bear to talk about it. Elijah or Elisha. Certain things had to be, had to remain unsaid. It was just, it was just too painful. And I know that losing a celebrity you admire, a mayor, a king, maybe more realistically, a coach, a teacher, A mother, a grandmother, a father, a husband. That can be painful, too. And sometimes it's so hard to bear that you can't can't even talk about it. But, you know, what? just like these schools of prophets and the people who were left to pick up the pieces and run with it, you're prepared. You're prepared to deal with the next step should God take someone in order to equip you to serve in a a very special way? This teacher or this important figure who's left an impression on you, it's the Lord who has brought this person to be a witness in your life. And it may be that almost as a double portion, because of that person's influence on your life, you may blossom into something that is even more influential than the person who affected you in your life. It was the case for Elisha. When he thought of his charioteer, Elijah, he, he thought, well, if I can be your heir, if I can inherit what God has given you, that would be something. So he asked for this double portion. Elijah said, is there anything you want? It was like, there's no other time. This is the time you've got to ask me because um, this is it. This is the end of this chapter. Elisha wanted to gain from all their time together, and so he asked for a double portion of his spirit. You've got to remember that leading up to roughly these generations and kings, there weren't a lot of miracles going on. And after that, there would be a a sort of intertestamental period when not a lot of things were going to go on, miraculous-wise. Not a lot of supernatural acts that God was doing among men. They were going to have to study and learn from the word that he had left behind from men like Elijah. And so Elisha wanted that. He he knew that Elijah was really in no position to grant that request because the Lord was in charge. And Elijah even said as much. But if he was going to see Elijah go up into heaven, then he was going to get it. And so... In a similar way when you think about your charioteer your person who who is the great defender and and who you attach to whether now or in the past or who knows what the whom the Lord may take from us in the future it's a good question to ask Lord a good prayer Lord please give me the double portion because now we're talking about something very Christian. We're, we're appealing to the God who gives things, and not because he wants you to bargain with him or negotiate with him, or, so you can jump through his hoops in order to get, but because simply because this is who God is, he loves to give. He loves to care for his people. So it's hard not to think about Jesus Christ when you think about a double portion, and our prayers to him if we may compare Elijah and Jesus Christ. Elijah was a great prophet of the Old Testament. Jesus Christ is the true, the great prophet of the New Testament. Elijah performed great miracles. Jesus Christ also performed great miracles, but Elijah's miracles were terrifying. They were horrifying things, calling fire down from heaven for the most part and putting an end to two leaders and and many followers of those leaders, many followers of false gods. Jesus Christ's miracles, though, were comforting. They were there to save, there to console, there to sustain people because the Son of Man didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. That was God's plan. So his miracles matched his words. They were the, the seal of the promise of what Jesus came to give. And Jesus' first and foremost message was the good news, was the gospel that despite all his disciples might say he wasn't going to linger on a mountain, but he was going to go to the shame of the cross and bury himself in the sins that they were still committing against him by denying him by scattering from him and even betraying him those were the things that Jesus went to the cross for that's the glory we we could see it on the mountain where it didn't solve any sin but we follow him to the cross as lent approaches and we see that God fixes things we see that God changes our nature and our character so that we can leave behind this all Adam when we go ahead to the chariots of fire, when the angels come and and escort us into heaven. This is a universal thing. Remember when Jesus is telling about the rich man and poor Lazarus, there are angels who bear poor Lazarus to the breast of Abraham. This This is incredible work to think that God will send his angels for your loved one hasn't left your loved one behind in the dust, your charioteer, your figurehead, but instead has shown you that promise for each and every one of us to hope for. In so many ways, Elijah is like Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ is bigger, because Jesus Christ is constant. He didn't go to heaven by someone else's power that didn't really do anything for us, like Elijah. Jesus Christ went up to heaven by his own power and even higher than heaven, because as the psalmist says in one, Psalm 113, he has to stoop. He has to stoop down to see into the heavens and the earth. Jesus Christ is in the highest heavens. Just imagine what glory to God in the highest really means. And that's exactly what he does. He stoops down to give us things. He, he did that so that he could come back and bring us the key to the locked door of heaven. In every moment where that charioteer, that important person to you forgave you of your sins, told you about Jesus, strengthened you with God's word, encouraged you, maybe when you weren't behaving so well, when you needed a mentor, that was God working through that person. And he did this for that faithful grandmother too, for that faithful teacher. He did that for those faithful people as well. The last thing before the chariots come in all the fire and separate Elijah and Elisha, and the whirlwind whisks Elijah up into the heavens accompanied by the chariot of fire. Elisha shouts this mysterious thing. He says, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel is the translation I grew up learning. The, The charioteer of Israel. Some people might think he's talking about the angels and and the heavenly father, but it seems to be that he's talking to his father in the faith. He's shouting out in desperation, there goes there goes the person who, who taught me, who coached me, who was my mentor and my pastor. And there he goes. And because chariots were a strong means of defense and offense, he was saying, Elijah is that. Elijah was the protector, the spiritual protector of the nation. Well, guess what happens when Elisha is on his deathbed? There's a king there, and God puts forth a miracle through Elisha and the king and and shows a sign about the future of Israel. I'm not going to talk about that. But you know what the king calls Elisha before he dies? He calls him, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen, Of Israel, because Elisha did carry out that ministry. He did see one or two people who went into heaven without death, and that impressed on him those all-important signs that he would show in his ministry, that he too would get to raise someone from the dead, that he too would get to speak about the Lord of life and the coming Messiah who is so constant in everyone's life. And that's exactly what God equips you to be as well to carry on that task, to protect and guard those who God has given to you with the gospel message, with a strong faith, with hope and comfort in hard times, and with the double portion and blessing of Jesus Christ, our Savior. It's in his name that we say, amen. Please stand.